0: I just can't figure out if it's because you're advanced or because I'm stunted. You take the red pill. You stay in wonderland. I am You Do not talk about Fight Club. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Glace Film Club podcast. Here we are once again ready for a deep dive into some films. Of course, very excited. We're on a really good run of some films at the minute. When there's been the new series, we started it earlier this year. And we're in no sign of stopping at the minute. The momentum's going and we've got another big film to dive into today. But before we get into that, of course, I'll introduce the man himself. Callum is here, as always, to have a good chit-chat about another film. Callum, how are you doing today?
1: Good morning. Very well, thank you. Yes. Um, you know, I talked about Dead Time yeah um well it's now living time because it's
0: living time it's now, living yeah.
1: time I'm on, I'm on my easter holidays marcus Amazing. It's just yeah um no more dead time
0: how are you feeling um, for it
1: oh like a ecstatic i've got i've got so many plans like I'm traveling around france going to some gigs um yeah so good.
0: A lot of culture to be soaked up.
1: Oh, absolutely! Museums. I mean, culture. I mean, what do you? How do you define culture? I mean, culture. I consider tasting different types of beer. Right? That, yeah. That's, that's well, exactly that experience. is that
0: leads that is the path that leads to our culture. And mm-hmm. you are the man of culture, as we introduced you last week. So it's going to be a big week of
1: it. It absolutely is a uh, big week. Big week of culture. Um, what are
0: your French plans?
1: So I'm going to Marseille. Never been before. Should be all right. Lovely. um staying staying in an eight bed hostel which be fun that's um, the dream yeah i love that i haven't done that i haven't done it in years like there you go. i thought i would got to a st- state in my life where i was like i can't do that anymore but never never, never a state in no. life um and then i'm getting the train from Marseille to lyon staying with my friend in lyon for a bit and then i'm getting the train from lyon to paris um
0: Magnifique!
1: Indeed, I'm only going to have a few hours in Paris, though, so I think it might just be a case of I arrive in Paris, then immediately go to the airport. Um, but we'll see, we'll see. Um, I'm sure,
0: you can get a quick half-hour bit of cheese and wine. In.
1: Well, this is what I was thinking. I might just you know and get smoke. A... Yeah, get. Yeah, would you not
0: endorse that on this podcast?
1: <laughs> get a, get you know get a baguette and a bit of cheese and a small little small bottle of wine, bit of wine, and sit s- somewhere, sit nice. on the Seine. Like yeah. neck, neck I the bottle of wine.
0: You've to do a little bit of that.
1: Yeah, you got it, haven't you? Yeah. Well, when in Paris, I hope it's raining, as as uh, Owen Wilson. <laughs> yeah, as Owen Wilson said from Midnight yeah. in Paris, like
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: I love walking around Paris in the rain.
0: Perfect. I can picture you and your Owen Wilson esque garbs just floating around. Well, I say
1: what my hair's growing out at the moment. I could, uh, I could grow it back out again. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It only
0: yeah. adds to the aesthetic.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Love it. Well, I'm excited for you to report back on the next episode to hear about everything you've been up to. But before then, we've got a film to review. We do. You've even watched it twice. That's how committed you are to this review. And we've gone as big as they get, really. (laughs) We've been going through the Oscars list, but we've jumped away from that and we've gone for blockbuster film this week you know, we we had a chat about this and been told that we wanted a bit more variety on the films, and we like to try and give a variety, but sometimes we stray away from the blockbusters, but we have not strayed away this week. The film is The Batman, recently released with Robert Pattinson playing the role of Batman, but Callum, before I give the game away, could you give us a little overview of the film itself, please?
1: I love that. Um, the, uh... <laughs> We've uh, we've changed our tactic and we're going for basically a popular movie. (laughs) (laughs) A film
0: people might have actually watched.
1: A film people might have actually heard of, yeah. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, The Batman um, came out this year, 2022. Uh, It's a classic American superhero movie rooted in the tapestry of, uh, I guess, superhero culture. Everyone's familiar with Batman. There's been many adaptations of it. But this particular one... uh, Starts on in Hall- on Halloween nights where um the mayor um is murdered by a guy calling himself the Riddler, quite brutally actually, um and then Bruce Wayne this billionaire um that is also but he's Bruce Wayne by day Batman by night, um he's investigating the murder alongside the the Gotham City Police Department, um and James Gordon the um the the guy who's leading the 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 um the crime leading, leading the, the, the head investigator is finds a message from the riddler and there has been left for the batman and basically um the batman has to play the riddler's games um for 3 hours <laughs> and yeah it just it is basically just an investigative an investigative film uh, about i guess sort of radicalization government corruption, uh, morality. Ask questions like, you know, who is right, who is wrong? Um, but throughout the movie, Batman's investigating... What When he's investigating the murders of the Riddler, it turns out that the Riddler actually uncovers corruption within uh, the DA, uncovers corruption within the police, the city, um, finds out that the police have been uh, in bed with... Um, uh, Salvatore Moroni's crime drug operation, basically, and um the Batman exposes all of that through the Riddler, actually. So, um yeah, it's just basically a, mo- a, a superhero movie where there's no Jeopardy and the Batman defeats the bad guys. I, I quite liked it, but yeah, <laughs> that's the <laughs> Thank overview. Thank you very really. much, Callum.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much for your lovely overview, as always, and a good bit of insight in there. Yeah. The Batman. So, as you say, big superhero film. I don't think we need to go into too much detail on on the franchise of Batman over the years, but the the latest reboot of it. Um, I'll give you first reaction. First reaction from me, and then we'll go on to you. So, I, and I've probably mentioned on the podcast a few times before, not a big fan of superhero films, but we wanted to do this one, to dive in and... Open myself up to it. I'd heard a lot of good things, maybe slightly different from the usual Marvel approach. And I did open myself up to it, but my reaction immediately afterwards was, it was fine. (laughs) And what I mean by that, and hey, I'm not just going to sit here and and slate it, because I think there are a lot of positives to go into, which I will go into now. But I was underwhelmed, frustratingly. And let me just start with the positives, because what you mentioned in your intro there was that there were some bigger themes that teased out of it. So I really liked how it was a film of the moment. So it did address some relevant issues for now. One of them was this idea of extremism, internal extremism um, politically in the way that the Riddler was then leading this small group of, Um, people online that were basically becoming militarized and extreme political views to take out, firstly, the corruption in government, but then make this big stand on the city where they were going to essentially wipe it out um, with the flooding of the city and um, with an armed assault, essentially, on the center of of Gotham. So, obviously, that is a big political issue in America at the minute, this idea of, like, internal radicalization. I think, including that within it, classic genre of the punch-up superhero Batman story, but then putting that within it made it a bit more cutting and relevant, and I think that was a good exploration of that. Um, Also, the element of corruption, like you say, exposing corruption within government, an age-old issue, which I'm sure has been explored in a lot of other similar films. But what was, I think, the biggest crowning success of the film was how it interlaced that with... The question of morality, which is something that is constant throughout superhero films, but I think this film did it very well, of when it coalesced that they captured the Riddler and they took out the corrupt elements of the government, that both the Riddler and the Batman were going after the same aim of taking out the corrupt parties. It just so happened that Batman was going after the Riddler as well. But the Riddler, there's that scene, which is a really good scene. I think it was a great performance by the actor who played the Riddler was basically congratulating the Batman and thanking him for working alongside him. And then he comes to the realisation that, no, the Batman doesn't believe in what he's going after, but he's just kind of been a bit of a puppet in it, but has enforced the idea that he had. And I thought that was great, because at that point in the film, you're like, whoa, who's the bad guy, who's the good guy here? Because the Riddler's painted as the bad guy, but actually he's the one who took out the corruption in the same way Batman has. But then beyond there, it escalates and they make it clear that really is the bad guy because he went too far with his, with his militant group and then Batman goes and saves the day. One of the frustrations of it. But I like how it explored that. But as I said, my overriding frustration is that it just had the opportunity to have a bit more depth to it and it decided not to take that opportunity. And what I mean mainly by that is especially that point where... That coalesces and it looks like the morality blurs between the Riddler and the Batman of who's in the right, who's in the wrong, is there such thing as right and wrong between what they're doing, but yet they decide we won't leave it there, we will push on and show, look, the Riddler, the minority group here... Um have gone too far, and the Batman's going to save the day, so he's clearly the baddie, clearly the and then it just backs out of, then actually making something a bit, of a bigger point, and a bigger theme, and not that you have to do that in a film, but I just feel like, it just falls back too much on this being, oh it's just action, we need a rounded plot, and then we'll tease the next film, and I thought it was going to be a bit more than that, I thought it was going to be stand alone, as its own film, which is always a good strength of a film, unfortunately, it fell foul of the usual tropes of a superhero film, and that's what really frustrated me. Callum, what was your initial reaction?
1: Um, no, I, I I do agree. I mean, but it's like what we said of of Mike, isn't it? It's like the sort of the the, the general sort of arc of, of of the bat of a Batman movie is that the Vox Pops want Batman to win. Like that's that's the per that that's the overall sort of thing of the. Of the superhero genre, isn't it? Which again, I share your frustration because that is one reason why I really dislike, like the Marvel movies, for example. I personally, I thought the Batman was a better film um, than a lot of Marvel movies because it does tap into those those polarized politics, the radicalization of people, like the corruption. That that, that theme of corruption is 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 evident in, in in the batman in the Batman universe. To be fair, like. The, the the Nolan movies focused on that, that element of governmental corruption at the highest of levels. But I think the thing that first struck me about this film was that it was a bit of a it was a bit of a noir. It was quite like well, is that is it a noir? I don't know. It was just very dark in terms of its cinematography. And that's what I quite liked about it, because it was set in this kind of like scene, this sort of underbelly of Gotham, which is exactly what the where the Batman sort of resides. He resides in the sort of the 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 dark spaces the hidden spaces of a city, um, and I thought the set was really good in sort of emphasizing that it's not a very light film it's very dark it's very gloomy it's very sort of it's driven by this sort of the the, the, the like a I mean when the starts playing it's like oh, okay this is this is a this is a dark depressing movie and it's it's why I've always kind of been drawn to the Batman universe if i have to wa if if i watch a superhero movie because it just adds a bit more of a a criticality i guess to the world i mean with this particular movie it's it's more of a commentary on society isn't it that's what i thought um i mean stylistically you always know that batman's going to win so obviously that's where the movie falls down and i do agree with you that that scene when he's talking to the riddler about how Oh, you know, I'm not the same as you, but you are, and all this sort of stuff. That sort of the blurred line of you know of morality. I thought was quite a a nice sort of like you know stylistically, you know, a good piece of writing there. But overall, like, I didn't necessarily think the writing was that all that good. But I think the thing that I quite liked about the movie was that sort of like the darkness to it. I mean, it reminded me of the movie Seven with Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman in that sort of like invested to give invested to give sort of police um nature of it like I thought Robert Patterson was quite good as a Batman like you know he he's you know he, he's not um muscular or very sort of foreboding in the way that the previous Batmans have been the thing that adds depth to his Batman is the music, the tone, the lighting, how he moves, you know the fight sequences I thought was okay um but yeah I agree with you overall like i wish it had done more but then on the same time at the same time you know the formulaic nature of of a superhero movie is that like it has to have everyone knows that the batman's going to win like because if the batman dies the franchise dies so it's like it was always going to be that i went i went into the movie knowing that batman was going to win it was just a matter of how is he going to win that's what people that, yeah. that's that's what the Batman that's what those yeah. movies which, are which which
0: is fine, and I don't want to tear down the whole genre because I'm in danger here of basically just discrediting the whole genre just because I'm not a fan of it and and that's not the point here, because going into it, we were both very aware of this is the genre, so these are the archetypes of it. every genre has its own. Trope, So you have to accept those going into it. So there are always going to be limitations in terms of, like you say, Batman will come out on top. There is going to be a resolution in that, in that sense. So that's not my criticism of the film. That would just be more a critique of the genre, but that's what makes it what it is. It's just, it's more the fact for me in this film is that I was hoping it was going to, within those bounds, go a bit further with its Um, bigger bits of intrigue and questioning of the audience, and also not fall too much into the trap of those tropes. For instance, like I say, digging into the morality bit, steering into corruption, making it seem even more blurred, those lines between good and bad, because I think, like you say, that is one of the strengths of Batman. It's it's a very dark... um, Plot and obviously visually in this film is very dark. So it explores those themes a bit more. I just feel like it just sometimes it put its foot, its toe into the water of that, of challenging the audience a bit more, but then quickly backed out. Yeah, And my yeah. that's my problem with the last 30, 40 minutes of it is that it got itself to a point where look, we've done a very good plot here, interesting, exciting, some big fight sequences. I agree visually, it was really striking and I really like the opening and how it uses the voiceover of Batman to give that dark, foreboding bit, but where it makes you feel like he is everywhere and he's kind of like talking to you from like within your own mind and the worry of him being everywhere. That is, I liked the analogies, of that at the beginning it just felt like they'd got to that point where we've done a really interesting and visually appealing film within the superhero genre and we've found ourselves a bit of a niche in it where Batman has still saved the day here but there's a bit of questioning of himself and of the society as well but then it was like well we can't do that we're gonna have to have some big sequence where it all goes off and then he saves everyone and that just me because the last, I was sitting there the last 30-40 minutes just thinking this looks great and like you said the water scene um, and you mentioned to me earlier about when he has the flare going through the water, visually great he's the yeah, one bringing suppose, light yeah. into the darkness even though it's only a little bit but it just felt a bit ridiculous beyond, beyond that bit and fine we can have ridiculousness and suspend reality in superhero films, that's kind of what it is anyway but it within the world that it built up to that, it felt like there was a gritty reality to it. And then it was just like, well, we need to get something a bit ridiculous in here. So we're just going to have flood the city of a massive shootout in this stadium. And then it's going to be filled with water. And then s- somehow that just will phase out from there. It just annoyed me because I thought there was something in that of what I was hoping for was that big action film, big superhero film, stunning visuals, And a bit of extra depth and questions to come out of it with. But it was as if they just kind of... It was a bit of a cop-out at the end. Where it was like, we can only do so much of that. And... I don't think that is what has to happen in a superhero film, because I think any great film, no matter the genre, you should go out of it being engaged by what you've seen. Yes, you want to be entertained, but you should also feel something that you take with you, whether it be a question or whether it be an impact or whether it be something like that. And at the end of that, I didn't have that question or impact anymore. I just felt a bit shortchanged, changed And that was my frustration. That was, I think that I was just trying to articulate that. it's not me just... Um, Going at the superhero films here. It's going at how this addressed the superhero genre and how it could have done something and very nearly did something bigger than what it was.
1: It's interesting that, isn't it? Because like I've you know when I when I went to the cinema to watch it the first time, I was like, I was really good, but I really enjoyed it because I was comparing it to other the other Batman movies that I've seen, and that that's that's kind of. How the superhero sort of genre operates, isn't it? It's like you compare the movie to other adaptations of the same movie, rather than comparing it to cinema in general, right? It's like again,
0: fine. Uh, no, fine indeed,
1: approach, a- absolutely, absolutely. You know, and um I must admit, I came out the first time thinking it was really, really good. I think mean, purely because of the cinematography and the tone of it. I thought the music was great, Um and I just quite liked Patterson's Batman as a, as a, as a, as a sort of like. As a as a as a hero, I guess. Um, the second time I watched it, um, and I went to watch it a second time because <laughs> I the first time I watched it, I was I went straight from work and I was really tired and I I I nearly fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, not because of the movie itself. I mean, it is three hours long, but not because of the movie itself. It was, just, it was that was just me. So I went to watch it a second time and I noticed different things about it the second time I watched it around, and I liked it less the second time I watched it because yeah, it was that it was like those, those final four on reflection, those final 40 minutes, it, it feels like, Oh, this is the mop up time. You know what I mean? It's like, we've built this sort of like this tension between morality and the villain and the, we've built this up, but then the final 40 minutes does feel like kind of, we need to mop this up now. We need to, Bring it all together so Batman can be victorious and Batman can
0: win. Um, it felt like you'd, you'd gone three and a half weeks into dry January and decided just to start drinking a few days before the end. It's like it. they <laughs> had it, they nearly made it all the way through and with and and like achieved what they said out to, and they're like, "No, we're gonna crack. We can't do it. We can't do it."
1: <laughs> that's, a, that's a that's a fantastic analogy. Yeah, no, I, I, there is an element of that, isn't there? Um, but saying that, like the. I mean, the scene at the end when they sort of when they then when the Batman and 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 Catwoman sort of diverge and go in their opposite directions. I mean, that was kind of cliche and inevitable. But again, like that is, you know, with 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 those movies, that's that that's the the formulaic nature in which in which they operate. And I, I'm in danger of sounding quite sort of like pretentious there. And no, condescending, well, I know what you mean right? and I
0: feel that danger. And I think I just got to make my peace with that element of the genre. Is that they do lead on to each other. And yeah. there's always gonna yeah. because that was just screaming Catwoman film, and then at the end with the bit when the Joker appears, it was like, "Oh, the Joker is gonna be in the next film." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're gonna team up. It's like, but I, that's my, one of my endless critiques. But maybe I just have to make peace with that.
1: I did like I did like the scene when he, even even though it is quite ridiculous, which again is is fine when he when he jumps off onto the electrical cable and he swipes himself and and he drops into the water it's like sort of like he drops into the a pool of chaos and then emerges and saves all the people with his flare i did i did quite like that it's just that 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 sort of that piece of filming it's like the you know with the light lib oh, always around here, i said off mic sort of the the liberty leading the people aspect it was kind of like mm-hmm. this savior of a city this entity this mysterious um sort of thing that everyone puts their faith in to protect their liberties is now leading them to safety from uh chaos like i mean the symbolism of water as well when the sort of when the the, the city walls are, are exploded in the water it's almost like the water is trying to flood the city the the city is almost drowning on its own excess and its own problems isn't it i mean and Batman is the only person that can save the city from its excess. I mean, the, those opening the opening montage, for example, talks about that idea of "I am everywhere but nowhere." And you know, the city's crumbling. Like there's there's like those scenes when you know, there's, there's rubbish on the street, and there's people graffitiing everything, and people just beating people up. The subway is really sort of dark and and depressing and gloomy. Batman is there to sort of save the city from it. So save the city from itself. And there's element, there's great elements of that. And that's why, that's why I prefer, that's why I do like um, Batman as a sort of a cinema, cinematographic character for those reasons because it's it's quite interesting, you know, and it's in some respects. But yeah, I mean, it is formulaic in how it's done, but that's also fine. That's fine.
0: What, what you were saying there about that scene with. Batman diving into the pool of water and then saving the people. I did like that, and it felt a bit grittier and raw. It was not just your standard kind of old-school superhero punch-up. It was a bit grittier. But do you think it's a bit of a dangerous narrative that in superhero films is that there's always someone there to come and save us, someone save the city? And like yeah, in point, this man. film particularly it digs into governmental corruption. So this idea, which I think a lot of us are familiar with, is like, we can't trust the government, and this really digs deep into it. So this 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 goes into the mayor and links in with the police, and gangsters are all linking together. But then Batman comes and saves it, and uh, even saves against the Riddler as well. But do you think, and uh, maybe well, I'm getting into real big... Uh, theme off the back of it here but like as a society we one take comfort in that message but actually that blurs into reality and we genuinely believe that like we like the idea that the world can fall apart and elements of it fall apart but someone will come and save us in the end and i think this is why people like characters like elon Musk. that he often gets compared to iron man because it's the idea is like oh, climate change is happening, the world's falling apart, but at least we've got someone like Elon Musk who will come and save us. And I think that's why there's a comfort in superhero films because it's it shows that no matter how bad things get, someone will just come and save us. And in a lot of times, historically, that does happen in the world and people like that. But I think it's, one, a comforting narrative, that's why people like the film, but I think it's a really dangerous one as well because it's as if, like, We absolve responsibility from ourselves because there will be someone smarter and better and more powerful than us that will figure it out, and that's that's Batman.
1: That's yeah, that's a really interesting idea. I think it's because, like, I was just thinking as you were saying there, I've I didn't think of it in those terms in terms of like a danger or a dangerous narrative, but I guess it's because like the nature of corruption, or at least the nature of the corruption that sort of Batman uh, exemplifies, is like corruption in government you know, it's three pillars of society, isn't it? It's government at the highest level of politics, corruption there, corruption within the police, and corruption within the legal system. The three things that sort of, you know, allow a society to function effectively. It's so corrupt. And then because there's so many webs of corruption, the corruption becomes so abstract. So it's very difficult to sort of think of a way to solve that corruption. So, you know it's an easy it's an easy narrative to assume that there's one figure that can solve all that because as a society we can't solve it ourselves. We have to sort of place our faith in that our faith in solving it in a in a person that again is equally as abstract so I think it's we know as a society we believe in this sort of like mythologized idea of of savior because the batmanism is is, is people don't know who he is i mean he's a sort of billionaire person that's arguably part of the system, but he's also trying to make the system a better place i mean it's kind of like i think people believe in a mythologized idea of savior in the same way that they did in the 19th century with the cowboy for example you know it's like mm-hmm. the cowboy is a person that will save everybody save everything and that that's obviously been mythologized over time i mean the movies of the 1950s and 60s were all about you know the cowboy saving you know the 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 the, the saving the the settler from a an external threat as the settler tries to build a modern civilized society and that's i guess that's what the batman's doing isn't it he's trying to sort of protect the city from itself as it strives to be better you know so it's like there's quite a popular kind of um trope in cinema isn't it like this idea of having a savior if it existed everything from the cowboy and now in the 21st century the cowboy is the superhero isn't he and it's the same it's the same thing isn't it it's it's the same it's just recycled so I think it's because the corruption is so abstract and it's very difficult for us to comprehend that level of corruption people invest their time in and ideas in oh there is one person that could save us eventually but then that, that kind of dulls the criticality doesn't it I guess but then again we're in danger of sort of critiquing an entire genre here but then, I, I, that's an interesting way to look at it actually I think what you've said yeah for sure yeah
0: yeah I just, yeah, it just kind of came to mind just thinking, and again... It's
1: it's a nice way to look look at it, I think, yeah.
0: Don't just want to slag off the genre, but it was just, as I was going, like, watching the film, but then afterwards trying to piece together what it all meant, like, found it tricky, because like I said, it does dance a bit into the idea of morality, and this is one good thing that the superhero genre can do. It it looks at good and evil, what that means, and what happens when that clashes and the crossover between it. It's a good... Um, step into that, and I think it does open that discussion through kind of quite clear visuals and different themes linked with it, and you can play around with it as the genre does. I just think that, like you say it it with the cowboy element, you can come out of it, and this is what I think straps the genre down a little bit is that they had to in this film, wrap it up with some kind of savior scene. They couldn't just leave it with the moral grey well, area. Well, that's
1: the nature of well, that's the nature of the superhero genre, or the nature of sort of society. I think that's the nature of society. It's like people don't necessarily. I mean, I, I can't speak for the fucking vox pops. You know what I mean? But like, it's this idea that like nuance. There can't be nuance with corruption. There has to be a definitive end. There has to be someone to save us. Is that what you were saying? It's quite dangerous, isn't it? All right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let's wrap up there. Yeah, um, that, yeah, I think that's a good discussion to have and I'd like to kind of carry that on into different films when we look at it is what the narrative actually implies for wider say? because I think there's something in that. But that was good. Mm. Good chat, Callum. I will give my overall view and rating now and then I'll pass it on to you. So as I've said throughout, not the biggest fan, but it doesn't mean there weren't good elements of the film and I totally can see the good filmmaking that was at play here, of course. I align with what you said, Callum, I like the dark tone of it, how that was visually done. I really liked at the beginning, like I said, how the audio was done, not just the music, but how that voiceover from Batman brought it in and the story that was being told at the minute at the at the beginning was how he operates in the shadows and the fear of Batman is as powerful as Batman himself. And how you hear that through his voice Traveling around you in the speakers, you feel engulfed by that. And as he literally comes out of the shadow in the scene um, when he's getting off the subway, mm. that, that was very powerful.
1: Yeah, yeah that's good.
0: So, really like that element. And then also, I do like how it first explored a, a modern issue of the radicalized politics in America and the militarization of that group. And with the Riddler playing its role in that, I thought that was powerful and it made it quite arresting. And a link to the now and the uh, the real is always that more powerful because you can feel the impacts of it. So that added that element of kind of frightened the stark nature of it. So I like that, and then also how it did go towards blurring the lines of morality. But I just so frustrated that there was so much more it could have done with that blurring the lines of morality because you've got yourself a good, interesting fast place. Paced action plot, you've got the superhero elements in there with the big characters, the fight scenes and you went into this deep dark bits of corruption with like clever investigative elements to it. But just that last chunk of the film really let it down for me and I thought it could have been so much more than it was. Yes, okay, the superhero genre is not my favourite so that was always holding me back but I just feel that it went... So some good places but restrained itself from becoming a really great film and as we as you've mentioned the Christopher Nolan ones they are there as standalone films whereas this just kind of felt like oh you could have just been a standalone film but it fell into the trap of teasing for the next one or being there to be part of something bigger um which is how a lot of those films want to be now fine but that did drag it back for me so I'm gonna give it a six out of ten like I said Visually good, a lot of good elements to it, and a great piece of filmmaking, and some really good performances, especially the actor who played the Riddler, but just a lot that um, restrained it for me. And I found myself sitting there in the three hours, just a little bit lost and unengaged at points. So the Batman six out of ten. Callum, what are you saying?
1: I'm going to give it seven, only because I quite I do have a soft spot for this particular sort of, you know, superhero. Genre, I think I do like I do like the the Batman as a per as as a character in in film, um, you know. So I quite liked the dark tone of it. I thought it was quite a radical change in direction. I think well, not necessarily radical, but because the Batman that's how that's how it's written in 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 sort of in in comics anyway. From what I've been told and from what I've read, um, like I thought the Christopher Nolan ones were, um. Quite bright in comparison. Um, I just quite liked the dark undertone of this. Like Batman exists in the underbelly of a city. I thought that was quite cool. Um, you know, I quite I like that music. I like this. I like the sort of the, those themes that it tapped into. Like what you said, radicalization, corruption, morality, that sort of stuff. Um, there were some good shots of Batman in there as well. Um, but yeah, I just think it. I think it, it could have done more, delved a little bit deeper into the stuff that you mentioned about you know rather than having an inevitable ending in which batman was going to always going to win could it have sort of taught could it have gone into a little bit more sort of nuance about what what is more who's who's more who what does it mean to have morality i think it could have gone a little bit deeper into that and it would have elevated it a lot for me sort of stylistically um and and symbolically i agree with you there um but again like it is just the nature of the genre isn't it i mean The movie's been made, as are most movies now, with the intention of: Is it? Are we going to make another one? We're going to make a movie. There has to be follow-ups because it's it's driven by money. That that's a different argument. But like, yeah, it was always meant to be part of a wider universe because it is. So yeah, seven out of ten for me. Um, I think the the biggest strength of it was the the filming of it. Just the set. I thought the set was great.
0: Thank you very much, Callum. And there we have it. That was our review of the Batman. and We challenged ourselves there in terms of pushing ourselves in an area that we were uncomfortable with. I I hope we did a good job of analysing there because I found myself well out of our comfort zone and um, like to be there, but good to chat about. And I think we should do more of these where we really put ourselves in a position where... Um, it's not necessarily a film we'd normally watch, and and see what we can take from it. So, thank you, Callum, for getting involved with that. A very healthy discussion, mm. and, um, and thoroughly enjoyed it. But that's that. Another review, another episode of the Glass A Film Club podcast. We of course will be diving into some more films now. We're phasing out of award season. We will be stepping away a bit from the big hitters of the moment, throwing ourselves into some other films as always, covering the genres, covering the decades, but of course, always having a good, intense conversation ready for you to listen to. But once again, Callum, thank you for joining me, everybody. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you again very soon on another episode of the Class A Film Club podcast. See you later.